0: Breaking news from The Athletic. This is Andy Staples and David Ubbin from The Athletic with breaking news. Josh Heupel has been named the head coach at Tennessee. If that seems coincidental, well, Josh Heupel was at UCF, which happens to be the school that Tennessee hired athletic director Danny White from just last week. David, how shocked were you that Danny White hired his old coach? Uh, pretty shocked. You know,
1: uh, it's on its face. You know, you sit around and you say you paid one hundred twenty thousand dollars for a search firm. You hired the guy that you worked for for three years. You know, Danny White talked today about you know he's our number one option. Uh, he's the only guy that off got offered this job. Okay, I think there's some semantics there. <laughs> like ultimately, yeah, that, is, that
0: yeah. is a time-tested bit <laughs> yes. of college sports semantics. Yes, uh, there's. If you've listened to the George Strait song "Check Yes or No," uh, <laughs> there's always a little "Check Yes or No" note that goes out before a job gets offered. If I offered you this job, would you say yes or no? Yeah. Just so check, it's like check the answer, and then we'll decide if we're going to offer you the job. So yeah, no, the, the, he was not. He was not their first choice. Because common sense tells us if he was their first choice, Danny White would have hired him five minutes after getting the job.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like it's not really a lie, but it's not really the truth, and it's like this is just what it is. It's not worth really litigating it. But the point remains, you know, there's some conversation with other people, and, and the reality is that this job was shaky for a lot of coaches in the sport. You have looming into the play sanctions. You can't give anybody – a firm answer on what that's going to look like. You have a roster that's dwindling, you're going to be under scholarship limits, and you have a job that no one since Philip Fulmer has held for more than, well, really even a full five seasons. So, you know, Danny White is a uh, really well-respected athletic director who I think deepened the pool, but did not fundamentally change the um, pool of candidates. And so that helps, but it doesn't necessarily... Um, change anything, and I think you know the most interesting question, at least, is uh, well, among many interesting questions, is does Josh Heupel take this job if Danny White is not the AD? I think that's an interesting question. I, I my well, guess is it, no,
0: it, exactly. Yeah, and and when Danny White says he was our number one option, if you add the word realistic to that sentence, I believe it completely. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I wrong. believe he was mm-hmm. their number one realistic option because if I'm a, a sitting Power Five head coach and I've had some success the school that just convened an NCAA investigation and then used the results of that to fire the head coach and not pay his buyout and then fire the athletic director, despite calling it a retirement. Uh, I don't trust that school, $12 million. So <laughs> I'm not leaving a not, not leaving a stable situation to go to that school. And I think that's probably what they ran into quite a bit as they were passing around those, those check yes or no notes I think Josh Heupel, knowing Danny White that that had to help because honestly, if you don't know Danny White and you don't have a prior relationship, you're asking Danny White the question, how well how how do you know? Because mm-hmm. you're only you've only been there five days. Like they they fragged the last A D. What what makes you think they won't do that to you too? And you know, that's the thing with, with the coaches who Probably have decent situations. It's not worth the risk, even if the paycheck is slightly higher, because long term, it may not be worth it uh, for the reasons you just gave. You got the the rosters in in pretty bad shape right now. They're gonna be hit with NCA sanctions if if what happened was serious enough to fire Jeremy Pruitt without paying his buyout. Unfortunately, the next logical conclusion is then it's also gonna draw sanctions.
1: Yeah, and so. Is this a splashy hire? No. So certainly, you know, maybe uh, I'll I'll give Danny White a little bit of a a high-dive analogy. Maybe it's some sort of a jackknife situation. (laughs) Can Josh Heupel win at Tennessee? Uh, What do we mean by win? Is he going to win an SEC title here? I'd be curious to know who sort of thinks that. It's not impossible. You can do some big things at Tennessee. But can you consistently have winning seasons at Tennessee? Can Josh Heupel do that? Yeah, I think that's definitely possible. Um, But ultimately... You know, all the stuff you say, you know, all that stuff, winning the press conference, that excitement, it can help you, but a lot of guys have had excitement. It, it Win games, like, win games, get in living rooms, uh, win some recruiting battles, and it, this stuff, you know, the splash stuff, the impact, sure, you'd love fans to be ready to throw a parade for your coach, that's not going to happen here. Um, but what does that mean long term in terms of fan base? Not that much. And it seems like the players sort of bought in. And, and you know, we'll, we'll see what that means, uh, you know, a week before signing day. And as you take the field in the fall,
0: you know, who didn't win the press conference? Josh Hypel at UCF. And then he went 12 and one <laughs> the, the, the following year. So uh, it's one of those things where I, I don't think winning the press conference is, is necessary. I think it matters if you win games. And what keeps getting pointed out with Josh Heipel is his his record got worse as the years went on and went 12 and 1, 10 and 3, 6 and 4. I will push back on that a little bit. This was a weird year with the pandemic. They had a lot of opt outs at UCF. 10, I believe. Uh, the, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the 10 and 3 year, they were all very close losses. I, I don't think that was one of the, Uh, evidence that that he was slipping as a coach I I think that you play that season again they're going to win double digit games every time and probably win more than 10 if if you keep playing it so I I just that I'm not as worried about I actually I I don't have a strong feeling on this hire one way or the other I don't I definitely don't think he's gonna absolutely be a flop but I I don't know that he's going to be Gangbuster, successful either. Mm -hmm. I do think they're going to play a brand of offense that the fans enjoy. Uh, I think they will look more competent on that side of the ball. Uh, The defense at UCF was a, uh, was an issue. Can they have a better defense at Tennessee? Maybe it kind of depends on who he hires. Now, Randy Shannon, his former defensive coordinator at UCF is the interim coach at UCF. I do not anticipate him getting that job permanently. And I, also don't really anticipate him being the the defense coordinator Tennessee. Mhm. You know, you look big picture at this.
1: You know, you mentioned the style. If you had to if you had to ask fans to pick, do you want to lose games 24-13 or 51-41? I know what most fans if you had to pick between <laughs> those two, you know, I know what they would pick. And you know, on the other side of that, are there concerns with with Josh Heupel that are fair? Sure. You know, he had really talented teams, probably more talented than his competition more often than not at UCF. And, yeah, those things are true. I think they definitely had some quarterback injuries um, that were a factor in some of those losses, and some of those were close losses. There's reason for optimism. There's reason for skepticism. Um, you know, he talked a little bit, too, today about his growth after the firing at Oklahoma. Um, you know, I covered him back then uh, when I was at the ESPN um, from, from that perspective, and and that was an emotional day for, for Bob Stoops. Um, it sort of made their relationship a little bit weird, but ultimately... It's an interesting, you know, this is an interesting hire. And I think you and I would both agree. We've talked about this all season. It's been true with Brian Harson. It's been true with Shane Beamer. Uh, it's true with Clark Lee at Vanderbilt. I-, I don't know about you. I'm less confident than ever in um, predicting how these things are going to play out. I mean, Scott Frost, Jim Harbaugh, and Tom Herman. They would have gotten parades. I think Scott Frost may have actually gotten a parade at Nebraska. I believe he did, yeah. And they don't work out. So it's like, you know, these things, like I said, is there a reason for optimism? Sure. All the reasons we said, you know, fun offense. He did win some games. Wins are wins. Um, You know, you can devalue that with sort of the trajectory and what Scott Frost did there previously. You can. That's fair. Um, Are there concerns? Sure. Can he recruit? Um, You know, Why did the program seemingly get worse? All those things can be explained. Call it an explanation, call it an excuse, whatever you want. But this is a different situation. Um, He probably did grow a lot in the last three years. And and Tennessee is not UCF. They're going to do a lot of the same things here. But this is really interesting. And, you know, like I said, uh, we don't know. (laughs) Anyone who says anything with any level of confidence is still just guessing, um, no matter which side of that coin you fall on.
0: Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics' new headlines section for much more on this story. To get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod, where you can find our latest subscription offer. It's just $3.99 a month. That's an incredible deal for the best sports writing on the planet. Theathletic.com slash headline pod.